not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond Episode 472. I'm Max Scoville. This is Brian Altano. This is Marty Sleva. Ooh. And this is Jared Petty in his last episode ever. Boo! Boo! How dare you? I'm sad. It's very sad. We're going to get to that in a second. We've got a great show lined up. We're going to be talking about ukulele, about bears, uh, about For Honor and its for always online (laughs) internet connection, uh, video game movies, and uh, a bunch of other cool stuff. But first, a brief message from our sponsor, Naomi. If you please. Thanks, Max. And yep, uh, yeah. this holiday season, World we'll of Tanks and IGN is bringing you a yes, special you giveaway. PSX, You'll have a chance to win a PlayStation 4 and some uh, World of Tanks goodies. The, uh, to enter, head to this super festive link. Go to IGN.com slash beyond giveaway. All one word. And if you want Let's to try World of Tanks, it's completely really free to download for PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox 360. So come celebrate the holidays with IGN and World of Tanks. Warm wishes to you all. Back to you guys. Thank you, Naomi. All right, let's get into the show. So, Jared, yeah. Yeah. what's are leaving? This I is your last leaving. week at IGN. Yeah, I'm real sad about it. I'm trying not to cry right now, and I'm not having a lot of luck. But, yeah, uh, I am uh, leaving IGN and going to Electronic Arts. Uh, starting at the, I'll be stepping out of here at the end of this week and wow, starting there in the new year. Electronic Arts yeah. now. That's, yeah, yeah, that's they so did. wild. They've had this for a while. Can you talk about what you're going to be doing at all? Uh, I, I'm going to be a – my title is Social Content Editor, and uh, that's all I can say at this point. Okay. Socialist? Well, uh, well, I am a socialist, okay. so I am also the socialist content editor, but uh, that's not my official capacity for work there. You're going to be an incontinent socialist editor. That sounds like can a good Can I ask you time. a question? I don't know if you can answer this legally, but uh, are you going to be working with Jonathan Madden? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not to my Hit knowledge. footballier? Uh, I mean, I do love a good football, and, good. Uh, but uh, no, to my knowledge, I will not be working with Mr. Madden, nor riding to the through the horse trailer uh, or any of those other things. Because I had a really good idea what to do with John Madden. John Madden's a afraid of airplanes so what if you got him on a bus but it was secretly an airplane he didn't know and you're like hey we're gonna drive to the event now and all of a sudden the windows went down and there were wings and you took off in the sky and you're like see it's not that bad you've just described an episode of inspector gadget can we talk about the gas leak real quick (laughs) yeah that's actually that's probably worth bringing up uh we were a little bit late on the show today because there were men on the roof of ign's offices and they spilled gasoline all over the roof and it got into the vents and there was a bunch of gasoline smells inside of our studio where we do the show. And Pablo, our facilities guy, had to go up there and he was like, hey, what's going on with you? Why'd you get gasoline all over the roof? And they were like, what's the big deal? And anyway, we got some fumes in here with us, so it's special yeah, guests. They, they sent us in as like the, the canaries in the coal mine. And, yep. yeah. yeah. This is strangely like the second weirdest uh, IGN roof story I've yeah. had since I worked here. The first being that the day that episode seven came out, I was here at like five in the morning. Beyond working. episode seven? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, like uh, Star Wars episode oh. seven. So, uh-huh. so when uh, Force Awakens is the day it's coming out, I'm sitting here. It's about five in the morning. I'm at my desk. It's really quiet. And there are dudes working on the war- roof uh, doing construction. You can hear them walking around up there. And they're walking back and forth. And it's about 530. And I'm typing. And suddenly through the roof, one of the construction workers just screams, Star Wars! <laughs> and then it gets real quiet again. All right. And that's it. And they go back to work, and that was it. I have huh. no well, idea what the concept was. What were you doing at work at 5 in the morning? Uh, it was this time of year, and I was working on guides. 
Huh. Yeah. All right. Check so that's, a, wow. that's an IG memory of yours. What, do you have any other fond ones? You've been here for how long? What, how long have you been doing this? I've been here about three and a half years. Uh, yeah, I was on Beyond back when uh, back when Greg and Colin uh, Before hosted. I were in the show? Uh, yeah, back before you were in the show mm-hmm. when they still had cool things like, you know, the, that Roper Report, for example. And Roper's go, Report? Now we're talking about Roper's Report. Yeah, pre-News Ghost, they had the rotating third chair. But yeah, I was. I came on. Greg called me the wiki wonder kid. Uh, even though I was like 10 years older than him. That was funny. Uh, and uh, they were very sweet and had me on a few times. And then gradually I've just kind of been kind of a professional guest star on, on IGN podcasts every now and then and pop from show to show. Absolutely. Because you guys are fun and let me come nerd out. And I, uh, I I lack the stability to be a true host, but I have plenty to offer in the nerd out and uh, and talk and babble like this. I lack the ability to be a true host, says man who launched very successful Patreon and was a true host of his own show. <laughs> That's true. The, the last thing that was meant to sound was snotty. It was more, yeah. I was trying to sound self-disparaging, but I think yeah, I, right. I, think no, I messed it up. No, you just sounded like a liar. No, you're doing really good. Yeah, yeah. I think I messed it up. You're going to keep uh, doing that show, right? That other yeah, show yeah. Pockets Full of Soup. The is other show go. that you can plug right no. now without getting fired? Yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's plug that. Uh, yeah, Pockets Full of Soup is a, um, is a podcast I do uh, slash show, and uh, I hope everyone will come to Patreon.com com slash Jared Petty. And, uh, if you get in it. trouble, blame the gas leak. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I'll, I get to keep doing that. Electronic Arts is graciously That's allowed That's great, Jared. Can that? we talk <laughs> about some goddamn PlayStation? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to the... It's been 15 minutes, and if we don't order food or start talking about PlayStation, we're getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get things started. Uh, this is a real, big, real big, big story. Um, hey, it is. Yeah, ukulele has a release date. Yes. That's right. It's April 11th, which yeah. is awesome. Yep. Uh, Marty and I just play this at PSX. It's mm-hmm. a really good time. Yep. Uh, I didn't feel like it needed like a ton of polish or anything. I mean, yep. some little camera torques and stuff like that. But um, this is actually sort of a record for Kickstarter games because mm. usually when you back a game on Kickstarter, it either never comes out, <laughs> they take your money and start an island, <laughs> or. Uh, it comes out and it's bad, but it's like years later, right? Yeah. So this is actually. Or you get broken age. Or you get broken age, yeah. yeah. But this, in terms of like actual, like, uh, to the moment this got funded, to the moment it's actually coming out, is a pretty, pretty short release window. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've been super open with development and always sharing things. They had that, uh, the, the toy box that you could play around in where you could just yep. sort of like play around and, and play with the physics, the controls, and everything. And yeah, this is coming out in, in four months or so, three months, which I is super like, exciting. I like to make fun of Banjo to make Marty sad, but yeah. I. I can't wait to play this. This yeah, looks like great. a really, really fun game. Yeah. It's like a good time. And, you know, there's Shovel Knight's in it. Isn't there that Trouser Snake in there? Yeah, yeah. there's a snake whose name's Trouser. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. A, that's, that's a clever bit of humor there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, they're yeah, talk, they, talking about the dingus. So they canceled the Wii U version, which... Yep. Yeah, know, and they're putting it on Switch, which yeah. I think we're going to get sense. a lot of going yeah. forward. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like anybody who's working on a Wii U game in the last year and a half, which aren't weren't many if you look at literally anything <laughs> um, i love that system but i mean it it did not die a good death like i i feel like not to get into it real quick but the difference between like sony and nintendo systems is that sony systems like they don't have the last their last year and a half are rarely on life support yeah. even the vita which were like we've been declaring dead for the last two years got like seven mentions at psx there are a bunch of games on the show well, floor. Even like ps3's like swan song were like gta 5 and the last of us ps2 yeah. had god of war 2 and kingdom hearts 2 and okami well, yeah, Nintendo, I mean, PS2 Nintendo and PS3. Test, uh, even their successful systems, they tend to just kill. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just like one day it's like, yeah, we've stopped making games for this now. No. Yeah, um, I mean, I, like I've said it before on the show, I'm I'm like optimistic about the Switch, but I don't really see it being a major threat to to what Sony's doing right now. I mean, they just they just 
sold their 50 millionth PS4. They're, they had the top selling system for the MPD for 2016. Uh, they had the top selling system of the lo- month of the last month. They uh, are riding on PSVR and the Slim and the Pro. Um, that kind of stuff, will, I think, will coast them all the way into March. I mean, I could maybe see the Switch putting a dent in in the first month with like that sort of like lapsed Nintendo fan type of thing. But I think Sony's going to hold down the fort and they're going to be okay for I don't. I don't think Nintendo is positioning the Switch as a threat to the PS4. I don't, I, think, so I, I don't think that they are even trying to no, compete. No, it's a different thing. They're trying animal. to no, they're, they're cre- Yeah. yeah. They're, I, I think they're trying to create something cheap enough that you'll buy this as well. Yeah. Well, that's right. they, they've, they've positioned themselves for a while as sort of being that secondary console. Well, that's what, handle, yeah, so. since the Wii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yep. All right, so uh, you mentioned Banjo Kazooie there. Uh, that's a that's a game about a, a bear. Yeah. Uh, Tekken Seven is another game that has not one but two bears, unless mm-hmm. you don't consider panda bears bears, in which case there is only one bear in it. Uh, also, real talk, uh, you know it's a slow week because we're if we're talking about Tekken. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually I, I don't I like I like Tekken because like it's got a bunch of animals in it. I like yeah, that they were yeah. just kind of like they're like all right, we could have like another dude with weird hair or. We could just get a cool animal in there. Yeah, a kangaroo? Right. Or a little dinosaur. Like a, that yeah. dude made out of logs. Like, yeah, what the, what yeah, the, the hell log man. Yeah. The bear, which in his name is Kuma, which is Japanese for bear. Pretty good. Um, yeah, that's kind of fun. That's kind of like Kairu in, in Chrono Trigger. It's like yeah. frog. His name is Frog. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, use this as an opportunity to talk about bears, nature's animals. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite video game bear? Marty, oh, go. Uh, mine is Banjo because he has a backpack and he has a friend who's a bird and they may, they might have sex. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't okay. think birds and bears can have sex, really, but... I think oh, I, didn't, have, I didn't think I it was think they have complimentary bits. <laughs> I bet okay. you an ostrich could do that. I thought oh, just Kazooie was swinging in a different direction with that one. All right. Oh, I can't... Yeah, Kazooie's a woman. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so she's... Oh, okay. Huh, yeah. interesting. What, do, what about you, Brian? What's I, your I really like the bears in Tomb Raider. Like the new one, um, yeah. because you can fight them. And I think they just did an amazing job of making you feel like they're terrifying. Like when when you're like in the in a cave and a bear shows up, that's a threat. That's a big problem. Yeah. I think bears should be threatening in games. I think a lot of times they're very soft and they're lovable and they mm-hmm. have pants and or overalls or whatever. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Bears should be scary. <laughs> like what about Winnie the Pooh? That man doesn't even when, wear pants. Is, when he gets his ass stuck in that tree and they draw a face on it, it's terrifying. <laughs> he had to get Christopher Robin to Fulton him. Yeah. <laughs> he put on some active camera. <laughs> remember that. They did, they did Fulton Winnie the Pooh. That's true. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite bear, Max? Uh, I really like okay. the specific bear in Far Cry 3 that I set on fire and then he ran oh, into a camp yeah. and set everyone else on fire. Those are great. Yeah. yeah Ubisoft's good at bears. Yeah. They do yeah. some good jobs with the bears in there. My, uh, my favorite bear, I think, would be Bentley Bear from uh, Crystal Castles. The, that's uh, a good bear. Wonderful Ooh. arcade game. He Max wears a magic hat. Wait, hold up. I want to change my answer. I want to say Sticky Bear of Sticky Bear Basket Bounce fame and Sticky Bear Teaches Math or whatever the hell it's oh, called. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I'm really glad uh, Bears in Gaming. If we had this discussion three years ago, Naughty Bear would have been brought up. Naughty yeah, Bear I'm glad. I'm glad that era's past us. Kids, you if think, you can you ever find it's, a, it's done? Uh, yeah, yeah it's, if you're going to find a Crystal Castles like arcade machine with a trackball, that game's great. But yeah. you have to have a trackball to play it right. It's yeah. not. It's not correct. Yeah, I feel like you made up the game Crystal Castles in this whole uh, this whole oh, oil no, you spill. Play, you played that, right? Band. In the Exxon Valdez. No, that game's that game's amazing. Like it's one of the first video games with warp zones, and it has all kinds of great hidden secrets in it. Really early uh, example of that kind of stuff. All right, beautiful. Yeah. You know, so I played it. without you here, no one's ever going to mention Crystal Castles. No, Max and I really did a Let's sad. Play of Crystal Castles on PS4. You can really? play Crystal Castles on your PS4. There's an Atari collection that just launched. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Is it that weird 2600 version, though? It's both. Okay, so the 2600 version is at least playable with a joystick. Like, I, I kind of like that weird version, but the arcade game is just so beautiful. And it's really happy little music and, and neat 3D effects that are, are – it's just – it's a neat game. Hey, speaking it's, of 3D, a game that has that is For Honor, which uh, also has to be online always, even on single player. Why is this a thing? 
Yeah, this is really annoying. We got we had two drops of games <laughs> I was looking forward to that always have to be online. With I mean, we're not we don't need to dwell on Nintendo anymore. But Super Mario Run has to always yep. be online. That and, pissed me off. And then yeah, and then uh, For Honor, even for the single player, which is why is kind of silly. And it's like a it's not a huge problem for us who live in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. but like I still know a lot of people who live in random places in the Midwest where they don't have the greatest internet. What Did the they? first thing I always think of in scenarios like this is the military. It's yeah. people overseas who yeah. are in yeah. places where they can connect to the internet, like yeah. kind occasionally. of occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And and that sucks because it's like that. That's what they have to entertain themselves yeah. between horrible moments of life. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe maybe make this like. Design something so it works for everyone. Now I, I don't design video games. I don't make video games. I don't know how did things they, work. Did they explain this at all? Were they like, oh, it's because it's got a we've got cloud learning samurais in it or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or was cloud it learning. like, was it like, oh, it's just that's how the game is? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of going forward with a. There's a lot of Ubisoft games that have that online functionality, but like you're able to play Watch Dogs not online. You just can't, can't right. access the online. Yeah, this, part. this yeah. game about like yeah. Pangea fighting itself. Yeah. You can play Watch Dogs offline. You can play Dark Souls offline. You can they, people make it work. I think it's yeah. anytime you know make make your game good for the players. Yeah, I wrote possible. the entire Dark Souls one guide uh, on a debug copy that couldn't get online. Yeah, and so I played that game for like 300 hours and before I put it online, and then I played it online for an hour, and I'm like, ooh, this is way different. I <laughs> wasted yeah. a lot of time on Did this. Rogue One's Ben Mendelsohn read that guide? Ben, yeah. Can we tell that story real quick? Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. who yeah. plays he's, he plays a Batman in Rogue One, right? Yeah. He's the Batman. John, like, he's Admiral Batman. Guy with the big, big cape. Yeah, yeah. The, that's not Darth Vader. He's, yeah, he's director Kevin. Yeah, but when interviewed uh, by IGN, he said that he was familiar with IGN because he's a big fan of Dark Souls and he had a hard time getting through it, and so he needed to look at the guide. Yep, Weird. so did he use the Marty Sleva guide? Did he use the Jared Petty Dark Souls 2 guide? Or I'm guessing he used the Brendan Graber Dark Souls 3 guide. That's, uh, that's one of the no, I'm guessing, no, he must have been mine. Yeah, yeah definitely. Had, there's no way he would have gone to your trash guide. Okay. Well, my, to, be, to be fair, mine's definitely the weakest of them all. No, man. Mine doesn't even have video. Really? Mine has screenshots. Okay. Well, there's that. All right. So, uh, man, there's like, oh, I just, it's really, I, it's really, there's really not a ton of. No, we got good questions. We got good questions in the end. We got something to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sometimes I'm just killing here. time by complaining. See, that's all a good right. trick. About Ooh, the killing time by complaining. Yeah, that's why they always do those sports broadcasts where they're like, oh, yeah, he's got to stretch his legs a bunch and get out there and on the field. Just anyway, keep being like happy like this. So video game movies. Mark Wahlberg will not be playing Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. Good. I don't know how off how many thought of us thought he still was because that thing is getting kicked around left and right. Yeah. Uh, we did kind of a deep dive on that on Up at Noon and just yeah. went back through basically every single news update. I forget the headline movie. of that. People should look that up because it's a really good video. Yeah. They probably got a lot of downvotes because um, Max and I were in it. Who do you, yeah, who do you cast as Nathan Drake? I don't. You don't? It's yeah. missing the point. Yeah. Nolan North in video games. <laughs> okay. You know? yeah. Like, it's totally like, I don't want to see a movie of that. I well, want to see, like... Give me something. A else. movie of a and game of movie. This thing has been passed around with so many hands. Like David O. Russell did I Heart Huckabees yep. and Three Kings, which was originally attached, and then you had Seth Rogen attached yeah. to it. They're and making now, like a mm-hmm. funny Uncharted. Yeah, now Joe Carnahan, who wrote uh, Smoking Aces, supposedly now, wrote the screenplay. Yeah. I tend to feel the same way about a lot of video game movies. That like the other day, I was in a game store and I found a copy of Godzilla: The Animated Series, the game. What? And yeah, Godzilla, the animated series, the game. What, like, sure. was that, yeah. what console was that on? Yeah, that was on Game Boy. Um, oh, wow. So I fi- yeah, I found this the other day. And I'd never heard of it before then. And um, That was like the 90s. But it kind of made me think, like, a lot of video game movies are the same thing. It's it's uh, turned around. Yeah. It's like, here's this thing that we love that's well-developed, that's designed for a specific medium, and now we're converting it into something else. And for whatever reason, man, trying to hit all those touchstones and get it through the Hollywood production process and cast it, it just doesn't work out very no. often. The only really good video video game movies are the ones that aren't about specific video game yeah. properties. You have Wreck-It Ralph. That's a great movie. You have mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Neither of those is about, it's not an adaptation of a specific video game. It's something they made up for the movie. Shut up, Sean. Paul W.S. Anderson's Mortal Kombat, Kombat, while it has a certain, you know, charm to it, is not a good motion picture. Uh, You have good documentaries, indie game, the movie, King of Kong. Those are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, those are about the process of development. They're about the people. They're not about adapting one story to a screen that maybe doesn't belong on a big screen. I don't know. I I think you can do it, but I don't think that it's been done yet. I would put it in the same category as taking a movie and turning it into a radio drama, which can be done. I mean, there's a Star Wars radio (laughs) drama, but it's also like you're you're removing an entire dimension. Like people like video games because they're interactive, not because they're great stories. Yeah. You know, sometimes they are, but I think it also reveals a lot of times that video games are things that we love because they're interactive and you can write a sort of simpler story in, in, in spite of that, basically, mm. where you can be like, oh, this is kind of a weak premise for a film, but as a video game, it works because you're playing through it and you can ignore like I, you, you'll play a lot of games mm-hmm. that have a bad story or a weak story and ignore them if the gameplay is fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really happen with movies like you need all of those things to be working at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, oh, I watched that movie. It's just popcorn, junk, like garbage summertime. It's hot and my brain's dumb. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> I hear a lot of excuses for bad movies. And that's fine. I've given them myself. I really like eating popcorn in dark rooms. In the hot, in the heat. Just give me some dumb stuff. Here's my theory is that, like, you know, occasionally crappy movies make really good video games. Like, Chronicles Riddick comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if, like, there's a really crappy video game out there that would make a great movie? Yeah, I mean, honestly. And we keep looking for that white whale, and we thought this year with, I was like, Warcraft's going to be good because Duncan Jones. Nope. And I was like, Ratchet & Clank's going to be good. Nope. And, like, from what we've heard about Assassin's Creed, 80% of it takes place outside the Animus. And I'm like, oh, "Oh." good. And then they're like, well, next year, Tomb Raider's going to have Lisa Vikander and Walton Goggins. I'm like, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to make a promise real quick because I have to apologize to the audience. I swear I started this year and last year and probably the year before doing a bunch of videos about like, oh, is this the great year for video game movies? It's not. It wasn't. It won't be. So next year, I'm not doing any of that. Next year, I'm just going to be like, there's a bunch of video game movies out this year. Pause. Anyway, thanks for watching. Like, I'm not going to editorialize it. I'm not going to be like, this year, Max and I did like so many rundowns. I'm up at noon being like, Assassin's Creed, watch all this other crap. And it's like, none Mm -hmm. of this actually comes out to be good. There's a Firewatch movie. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. It could. It I, might also suck. Uh, I maintain that the best format for video game movies is based on fighting games because you've got a bunch of characters there who don't have a set. Like there are kind of like set relationships in like Street Fighter and they've yeah. got a few movies yeah. of that and they haven't been fantastic, but they have been fun. <laughs> Um, but the same with like any of those, you basically have this cast of characters and the idea that some are good and some are bad and some are kind of ambiguous. But you can kind of just use them like like action figures or puppets. Yeah. And you, you're like some of them well, fight each other. And that, martial arts movies kind exactly. of a lot of times fit that formula anyway. If you look at something like Enter the Dragon, I mean, Mortal Kombat is just a giant Enter the Dragon yeah. rip off anyway. So why not do it that way? And, <laughs> and again, it has worked the other way. I mean, people have taken some of the most beloved movies ever made and have made great video games out of yeah. some of those franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. I I don't know what the I don't know what the missing ingredient I, is. I think that they should just add uh, Capcom characters to the MCU. Like put Mega Man in there and the the man in underpants from Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, uh, and Arthur. Put, yeah, yes. Arthur. Put them have them fight Thanos. That'd be great. Uh, and then we have a Marvel vs. Capcom movie. Huh, I love I'd be, that. I'd be really okay with that. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was watching Blade for some reason again. Uh, Which a one? Few the first ago. one. The first one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I want to see Blade fight Thanos. Like Wesley Snipes Blade. Yeah. I, I want that to happen. Yeah, some mother effers are always trying to ice skate uphill. They are. Yeah. Uh, that's a fabulous one. Also, Stephen Dorff, really, really engaging. You know, that was my answering machine message in college, and my grandmother called me once, and she was like, Brian, what's that all about? (laughs) Your your answering machine message was was Wesley Snipes and Blade? Yeah, saying that line. It's a good line. I mean, it's even the Dorff Dorfman. It's a a good line, but wow. 
That's, I didn't have that's, a lot going that on. That reveals a lot about you. Yeah. I, yeah just, it's just me and my PS2 and my GameCube and that answering machine message. <laughs> You've come far, Brian. $5 a day for <laughs> beer. <laughs> and it. we're back to the gas fumes. Right, right there. Here we are. All right. Thanks for uh, watching. You got a note in here, Jared. I'm assuming you. everyone should read Nightmares, The Bishop of Battle with Emilio Estevez. Does it say read? What? Oh, watch re- Nightmares. Watch. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so, uh, the book's a watch read. Uh, yeah, so uh, The Bishop of Battle is a... There's this old movie called read. Nightmares, and The Bishop of Battle is this video game-themed uh, uh, segment. It's like one of those... Um, oh, what do they, they call Anthology films. Right. Uh, you know, the like Tales from the Hood. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. <laughs> and you've got all these little, these little vignettes. One of them is uh, called The Bishop of Battle, and it's about an evil video game machine, and it stars uh, Emilio Estevez. And it's terrible, and everyone should see it. What about that part in uh, Maximum Overdrive when the video games hypnotize that man, and he just goes like... Your mama, and then it electrocutes him. Mm-hmm. What about, Everything about that movie is What about movie. that Frankie Muniz movie where if you die in the game, you die in real life? What, oh, uh, yeah. that game? Oh, uh, Big Stay Alive. Yeah, Stay Alive. Stay Alive. Yeah, I saw that movie. My dog Skip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the, the end of the, the year 2016 <laughs> is rolling to a close as it tends to do yeah. through the passage of time and the fact that we are on a large orb spinning through infinite endless nothingness in front of a large burning orb that is also on fire. Anyway, uh, there are a bunch of games that came out this year. Did you play all of them, fellows? Yeah, we uh, did it. No, we, we did not play them game. all. Yeah, yeah I, so I actually, this is the first year I played all 63,000 games in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, I figured there's a lot of games that always kind of like, you know, the cream of the crop, the stuff that we're talking about for game of the year consideration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of a rarity that someone gets a chance to really play everything. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go around and ask you guys what yeah. you feel like you missed out on, what you want to catch up. Like, what's your yeah. 2016 backlog? Also, kind of the secret of working at IGN is we don't get to play games nine, hour day, nine hours a day. Oh, we yeah. are lucky if we play games at all a day. Um, it's a lot of meetings and handshakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do like rigorous handshakes. Yes, we do do a rigorous handshake. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, firm ones. Firm. The uh, yes. the ones that I'm looking forward to uh, the big ones playing over break, uh, especially since they're nominated for a lot of our game of the year things are uh, Dishonored two and Stardew Valley. Yeah, um, uh, Stardew I'm, Valley just came out on PS4, and I'm super. I was to reading some that. sort of anecdotal early stuff that might be a little glitchy on PS4 right now. Oh, yeah. So Jonathan Dornbush, who's been on the show, was playing it as Desk and. It's you use the analog stick still as a mouse. There's a mouse oh, in the game, weird. and so yeah. to like close menus, you like go over and like. Whoa, whoa, I think, but just... it's also like people are having a hard time progressing from day three to day four. Your character just goes into an endless slumber, so yeah, that's, that's not I good. Mean, that's oh life. my, yeah. Um, but, but, been in a gasoline filled studio. And yeah. that's just, true. Yeah. But yeah, I actually was really, I was really looking forward to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started reading up on it, and I was like, wait a minute, maybe I should just play this on PC because like it seems and, like a game that's designed around a mouse. And literally any. PC could run this game probably. Yeah, yeah. totally. I'm so excited about that. And yeah, Dishonored two. That's the one that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the big one that I kind of that I kind of skipped out on. Um, I was really actually keen on starting Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not really been my jam in the past, but I love the Final Fantasy games growing up. Yeah. Um, everything I've seen about this game looks really cool. The art direction's gorgeous, and the characters and the way they interact is fun. Plus, I love a good plate of food. It is. <laughs> it, that game is a disaster piece. Like it's really? wonderful. Oh. Like it is. It is. Where's it the is disaster the, part? Well, the disaster is that it's it's this kind of meshed together. Like st- you can see the staples, like that are holding everything together. But everything it's holding together is just so wonderful that you don't mm. care. Right. It is a rough around the edges, unbalanced, thoroughly unpolished, weird mess, and it's so much fun. Okay. Uh, just a delightful. It is j- just such a video game. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what it looks like. Uh, I'm actually, I, love I, that. Spend, I spend most of this weekend uh, watching my fiance Jen play this game. Like I got it for her. She's you know she grew up with Final Fantasy and JRPGs, and she's a big old weeaboo, and she just loves playing this pretty anime hair boy game. Uh, 
And I can't remember the last time that I was this entertained watching somebody else play a game, mm-hmm. but I was just like sitting on the couch and just like staring at her kill these ugly scorpion dog things and have these boys like throw shade at each other and drive <laughs> around in a car and even, one of them takes bad pictures. And I'm yeah. like, this is so bizarre. And they make little sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, even the in-game advertising is delightful. Like mm-hmm. they have this cup noodles quest where you're going to make like a, it's like, I sure could go for a delicious cup noodles. Cup noodles are delicious and they make me happy in my tummy. Anytime I have them, I have memories of that. Like, but they just play it up so much and you get to the question it's like which ingredient would you like which one satisfies your hunger wow and it's, and, well, no but they just keep going with it till it becomes sort of like the the wayne's world thing yeah. where they're handing the chips over yeah. but there's an individual quest for each ingredient That's like awesome. you can choose they 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 didn't just shoehorn it in they went to a lot of trouble Something to make like this talk. and the and the dialogue <laughs> is, is so on the nose that eventually you start laughing yeah uh, and it's it's well done it, it's it's very thoughtful and intentional and it was like, well, we wanted in-game advertising for this game, but we're going to find a way to make it really amusing yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. There's, there's also a wonderful dog in the game. Oh, yeah. oh good. There's a good yeah. dog. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like little indie games I kind of feel like I missed out on. And there's always that bizarre thing where you're tracking stuff that gets first released on PC. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I'll wait for that on, on PSN or whatever. And I sometimes stuff falls through the cracks with that or if it came out on Xbox first or yeah. whatever it is. Um, but Oxenfree I want to check out and yeah. Obzu, which I know is going to be like a lovely afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. also, I really like that game. Um, I, like I, need to, I need to just get my feet wet in Last Guardian. Uh, and I feel like I really missed out on Overwatch. I think I was like traveling the weekend it came out or something. Yeah. And everyone had that sort of like honeymoon phase with it and a lot of people stuck around obviously uh, I like the I like the characters a fair amount I think it's kind of just I kind of want to get some of the jokes that I see all over my like Twitter feed you know? like, <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see what that's like you know just jump in there and screw around for a bit mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, Last Guardian, which I, I desperately uh, want to get through and complete, um, that's exciting. I want to go back to uh, to Odin Spear. Uh, we had that wonderful uh, Vita remaster of that, mm-hmm. and I'd really like to to dive back into Odin Spear, mm-hmm. which is, is a marvelous video game mm-hmm. uh, and gets a great treatment uh, with that version of it. And uh, then I want to go back and play more PSVR because yeah. uh, I played it a lot for work for the launch. And then we moved on to other guide season stuff, and I just did not have time to go back. But what, what I have saw, you played? Uh, most of what I played was uh, I spent most time with Super Hypercube and yep. Res. Uh, yeah. I played around with a lot of the games. But have Super, you tried Arkham VR? Uh, Arkham VR, yes, I tried it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like an hour and ten minutes to finish right. that thing. So I, I was like, this is uh, like in terms of uh, that one felt like a very well done proof of concept. To kind me. of, yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, it's sort of like I once you once you kind of lock into like the, the that it's doing and that you realize it's never really going to turn into a full-fledged Arkham game, yeah. you're kind of like, oh, this is like a fun little detective simulator that occasionally lets me be Batman in a mirror, yeah. which is super creepy. It is, um, but it's neat. Yeah. It looks great. But I, I want to go back through the entire catalog uh, and uh, and dig through you know, the, the maybe the half dozen most recommended yeah. games and yeah. play through all of those. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, because you, you, you really love that. You have a segment on this very mm-hmm. show. I do. This, this podcast doesn't I, work. I do, yeah. Uh, we that. didn't write it in this week, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Right. I'm realizing that I, I kind of just want to hold off on playing any more PSVR games until I have one of my own. So it's like I have this like they're they're small. They're small experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just want to scrub through all the stuff that I've heard you mention and be like, yep. oh, Brian, like that. Brian, like that. And just, you know, jump on it. So um, on that note, um, 
We got a great email. Uh, Justin McConnell wrote in. Um, first of all, if you're watching this as a standalone clip on IGN, uh, check out the full episode on uh, YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Uh, anyway, Justin McConnell wrote in, says, As a father of human sponges, I find it hard to play most modern non-Nintendo games in my living room due to language or over-the-top violence. Just last year, I was playing through Firewatch for the first time, or just last night, uh, and I got to hear my three-year-old repeat some of Delilah's colorful dialogue <laughs> to my wife. My kids like to spend time with me while I play games or play with me, but the only PS4 games I really ever feel safe playing with them are things like Ratchet and Clank or Rocket League. Do you think that Sony is missing out by not offering more big family friendly first party developed games? Um, obviously the holidays are a time for spending time with family, yeah. whether that means having annoying little cousins running around and being like, what are you playing? I want to watch or having old people uh, walking by the TV and being shocked when you're shooting somebody in the face. Uh, so, you know, maybe if this is a time, if you're gaming around other people of different ages and walks of life that mm-hmm. we could, you know, talk about some of the stuff that's more inclusive for everybody. Yeah. Um, honestly, where, where do we insert the knack two joke? I just want to know. Uh, that's actually the, I mean, knack is honestly the, something I bet if you played around a kid, I bet a kid would, would like the first. I, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think Seth Macy told me that his kids really enjoy knack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, freelances for IGN a lot of the time. Um, What's up, Seth? Yeah, yeah. What's up? So yeah. The thing is, I think there are better games that the children could be yeah, playing. First things uh, first. So. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a fantastic, fun for all ages game. That's yeah. like playing. A, I mean, it's weird because they did make a a big cartoon movie of yeah. it, and the game was still kind of a better cartoon movie. Yeah, it does that Pixar thing where like there are jokes that you're going to laugh at that are going to be totally fine for your kids to hear, even though they don't understand the, the you know double entendre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lego anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They've got, at this point, they're kind of going through the roster of, of just games that are things that kids like. Uh, I love the the Marvel superheroes one. Yeah. Star, Wars Star Wars are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Harry Potter. Lego City is Undercover so is coming to PS4, That's and that's yeah. awesome. Also, I played, um, I'll talk about this real quick. I talked. To, I played Lego Worlds yeah. at PSX. Good. So that game is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to, to consoles. It's been on PC for a little while. It's basically an open world Minecraft style building game, but with um, a health bar. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like mess around with it and play it sort of like single player or you can play four player couch co-op uh you can import people's brick by brick creations into your own game That's so really somebody cool. can make like yeah a house or like the millennium oh. falcon and just drop it in there uh you can get a gun that shoots horses i mean it's, that's i, I don't sold. mean kills them i mean it like shoots yeah. actual horses out horses of come out of the gun yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of when they shoot out is it like a foop or is it like a like yeah? It's more like a foomp and less like no, a like a not like a neigh yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Nothing like that. Well, it's you're really on, cool. Oh, you're on the Minecrafty type stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Totally. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's a delightful game that I don't think yeah. a lot of people played. Yeah. And that's a shame. Uh, um, yeah. Also, yeah. while you're on the Minecraft stuff, Minecraft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also Terraria, which is like 2D yeah. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Disney Infinity, which I think kind of gets the yeah. short end of the stick. That's kind of dead. Uh, they, which means it's crazy cheap to get it those. It is yeah. stupid yep. cheap. If you've got if you've got kids and you got a PS4 or a PS3 or really, I think it's on pretty much every platform. Yeah. Uh, check Amazon for that because you can get like a version 2.0 starter kit for like mm-hmm. ten bucks, and that includes like I don't know a Brave figurine, and there's like mm-hmm. a Marvel superheroes one for twenty bucks. Yeah. So if you're like you know gift giving for younger gamers, that's a really awesome. Yeah. Choice. Also, I was at if, Disneyland recently, and they have the saddest little Disney Infinity corner now. Oh, like really? They're all off segregated off on their own in a sad little clearance oh, corner. Yeah. Well, and the good thing is, is like if your kids are like the obsessive collector types, mm-hmm. this is a great game yeah. for them because uh, there's a finite amount of those figures out there, and they're all dirt cheap. Yep. If they get into Skylanders, you're 
screwed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, until they pull the plug on the Skylanders. Yeah, that's uh, true. But Skylanders, like, also, like, even, like, Skylanders year by year is still, like, a super solid game. Milano yeah. always yeah. reviews them for us. She really liked what, Imaginators, yeah. I think that was this year. Yeah. Imaginators like, lets you customize yeah. your own yeah. Skylanders. And they're, like, um, actual good Diablo games. Yeah, Disney Infinity, uh, it, I think it's really easy to look at that and be like, oh, this is a dumb game for kids. This is shovelware or whatever. Uh, it's totally not. That it was developed by, like, Ninja Theory, who did Devil May Cry. They did the, yeah. the, the sword mechanics for um, the prequel jet, uh, Star Wars stuff. And then oh, there's, yeah. like... Uh, the guys who did Sleeping Dogs did this kind of like uh, Marvel superhero, Super Smash Brothers type yeah, thing. Yeah. And um, I think the only thing that doesn't work on that is sort of the online functionality with like uh, sandbox mode. But yeah. that's like, that is like, like it makes me wish I had kids so I could like, you know, play it with them. But I, I should probably just, just you know. If only like, he had an excuse to buy more Star Wars. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, One of these yeah. days. Uh, Skylanders, obviously, uh, Little Big Planet and Tearaway are both yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tearaway, oh, yeah, special. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What's it called? Like the Tearaway, like folded. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfolded. Mm-hmm. Big picture edition or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minecraft Terraria, we talked about that. Towerfall yeah. is like um, kind of like an eight bit uh, Smash Bros type thing. Yeah, Towerfall is is one of the best games yeah. on PlayStation Four still. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. The the Oya's entire existence was justified by How did by you Towerfall. Oh yeah. Well, what's what's happening? You here? remember the Ouya? Yeah, you're yeah. just saying it like a weird dude. Oh yeah. How, how are you supposed to say? Ouya. it? Not like Francis. Why was that your hangup? And not the fact that he says that its existence was justified by one game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was Towerfall, which well, I was the one I was taking the problem. What about with? that frog game? Uh, oh, there was that. Insert Knack Two joke here. There's the Knack Two joke. Okay, there uh, we go. We yeah. mentioned it, Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a great one to play with your kids around. Someone just wrote sports. Yeah, well, I put that in there. Because, <laughs> no, uh, because sports games are another thing you can play often with your kids. And if not, the question in in, the, in his original letter is, "Hey, what can I play with my kids around?" Yeah. Well, sports games are yeah, no all kind of inherently G rated, and a mm-hmm. lot of them are really fun. Yeah. What are you talking about? Those men all use drugs, and get in trouble. That was remember that one NFL game that came, or the, remember the NFL game that came out where like your people would take drugs. Yeah, they had like the story oh, about it. It wasn't NFL really licensed. But, I think yeah. I remember this. Yeah, it was wasn't yeah. like like yeah. I, I, Jeez, bad. I remember this game. Bad, bad um, boys. Windjammers. That's uh, coming up soon. That's a frisbee game. That is that uh, is the frisbee game. Okay. Uh, that that game is so good. Um, that is the the greatest event to come out of PSX was the announcement of Windjammers. Yeah, yeah. Um, move over, Last of Us Part oh, Two. I, I would rather play Windjammers <laughs> than The Last of Us any day of the week. What? As, oh, that the game's in. Well, you can't. Hey, do me a favor and quit your job. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, fighting games? Question mark. Obviously, Mortal Kombat has people's spines getting ripped out, so maybe skip that one. But something like Marvel vs. Capcom or yeah. Street Fighter Five. Yeah, I think that's pretty, okay. They're pretty vanilla. It's yeah. kind of like just playing Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, and uh, a boy in his blob was in there. Too. Too. It's yeah. a, that that's a great PS4. Blob, that's yes. on PS4 now, mm-hmm. and that's um, a wonderful game to play with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Res. Uh, unless your children are frightened by colors and polygons, that's I mean, probably Res a is a game bit. about conception. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're a little sperm trying to get to an egg. It just, is about that. That's just true. a heads up, though. PSVR is not meant for people under 12. Yeah. so be careful with that. You I mean, can, play it, that, can you play that offline? Yeah, play that. But what's the point? It's awesome in VR. If you're 12 and you're listening to this, sneak downstairs and put on Daddy's VR helmet and go blind. It's so cool. Uh, am I allowed to say Battlefront is on there? Battlefront, what is that? Is that T-rated? Yeah, Is that probably. M-rated? Or is it yeah, M-rated? I don't know about that, man. That's the game about yeah, running around shooting that? people. Yeah, it's still, it's still a first-person shooter. Well, technically, Uncharted's yeah. T-rated, too. Yeah. But I would, yeah. I would, I would um, Final Fantasy XV's language is very mild and violence generally isn't too nasty, though it can be scary. It's yeah. also an incredibly dense, uh, systems-heavy RPG, and it's, I mean... 
I was, you know, playing Final Fantasy VI with friends when I was in fourth grade, so maybe yeah. that's a thing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also put on subtitles, and if your kids don't speak Japanese, they don't know what's oh, going so on. Hey, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, I put the section for artsy-fartsy but generally G-rated games such as Journey, which is yep. about um, scarf people who don't yep. stab anything. Or Flower or Flow. Yeah, there are yep. those two. Um, there's The Witness, which is very difficult, but, you know, beautiful and quiet and peaceful and yeah. all that. Uh, Proteus is one of my favorites. It's not, really, it's not really a game. It's kind of a weird, uh, you know, psychedelic thing. But you could probably put that in the hands of a three-year-old and see what they do. You just walk around and look for an owl. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and there's Abzu, which is, a, uh, which is what happens if Scarf Boy from Journey went under the sea. Yeah. Um, the witness again. <laughs> clearly, we're having a great productive day here at IGN.com. Uh, the Last Guardian. Yeah, I think no, you could. No, I think you no. could. I mean, yeah. If you how got old that, is a kid? I don't know. There's no. There's no actual child if, here. I'm just saying, like hypothetically. Well, again, the idea is you're playing it with them in the room. His original question yeah. wasn't just what can I play with my kid. Okay. It's what can I play with my kid in I the think room. You could, I think you could, if you can handle that horse dying in the never-ending the story. Out of that poor dog. If you, could, if you could, if you can handle that horse dying in the never-ending story, then you can handle that. Yeah, I mean, that's All right, the well, again, that's that. That's that whole like logic of like, oh, are we talking about like what's safe for kids in 2016 or what was safe for kids when we were kids? Yeah, yeah. like because yeah. we also had like, uh, you know, the kids in the Goonies saying like stuff that you will get fired. You for really saying should say, yeah, yeah. Um, but that horse d- d- drowned because he was so sad, mm-hmm. and that was the worst. Like, no, he drowned because there was mud. Was yeah. mud. He shouldn't make but, a horse but, but swim in mud. He lost hope. He lost hope, and then he sank. Okay. Also, it was German oh. filmmakers, and those days are crazy. <laughs> yeah, they let the kids have wine over there. That's crazy. This is America. Give that child a small rifle yeah. and no health care. Anyway, uh, I also put difficult but simple. Uh, broken Age, probably yeah. kind of dense, but super Ooh. colorful. And, and honestly, any any double find adventure yeah. game, like Grim Fandango, Data Tentacle. And Spelunky, which is like, I mean, that's, I would say, the closest thing to like Super Mario World you get on on PSN. Yeah, yeah uh, what blood there is is all kind of cartoonish yeah, and fun. It's, yeah. it's yeah. cute. And then there's Shovel Knight, which is your a, a knight, yeah. the, oh. night, the knight getting, of the shovels. And we are getting we're getting more stuff next year with the Crash Collection and yeah. with uh, yeah, I was gonna stuff say, like Parappa. I was going to say, there's a bunch of like PS1 and PS2 classics you can get to like that were remastered or something and ported and stuff. Like Even stuff like Ape Escape is on there. Like, yeah, if you dig, yeah, there's some wonderful awesome. stuff. Dig around like some classic games. And that's like cool thing too is like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to be a dad or a mom or whatever, but uh, if you have a kid and you want to be like, this is what I used to play growing up. Yeah, like give it a shot. I think that's really cool to sort of introduce uh, somebody into something that they yeah. probably yeah. wouldn't have yeah. found anyway. Another secret benefit of Shovel Knight, which was the last one you had to it before to the classics, was that you have all the cheat codes. So you can do cool things for your kid, like make him mm. gigantic or make him invincible, yeah, that's or cool. let him, you know. And that's that's cool too. So you can play around and just change the game up constantly. It's also a like, good way to teach a kid about games, retro games you might have grown up on, without like breaking out old hardware or making yep. them put up with something that's really old and obtuse because that is an awesome just sort of like mixtape of just cool ideas that we grew up in, with in the 80s and 90s. I love Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is, is yeah. one of the the best video games to be released like while yeah. I worked yeah. here. And the, the last incredible. one I want to talk about uh, in Resident Evil 7 it's about a family who makes love to the dead. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. So maybe don't play that one, but uh, <laughs> let it no, die. I, mean, I think it's I think it's very easy to, to look at uh, you know the, the PlayStation lineup and be like oh this is oh, this is not enough stuff here for kids and like I mean Sony's kind of uh, they're less big on first party stuff, I think, in general. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're not making. I mean, they got Knack Two on the way, but they've also got you know they got like you know the little big planet, the Saki Boys. They got Parappa the Rapper. There's a bunch of cutesy stuff and Ratchet and Clank. Like, um, so you know, we obviously listed off a bunch of stuff there. Uh, and this is also like this is, these are good games. This is yeah. just stuff yeah, that's good, good for babies. This is like an actually you know yeah these are wonderful games. Yeah. Did you, did you guys ever play games when you were kids that like you totally shouldn't have been playing? Are you like, joking? That you were way too way yeah, too of course. Like, yeah yeah what, like Night play? Trap. <laughs> 
Night Trap? Yeah, my, I played Night Trap at my friend's house. Right, but like, did you find Night Trap like threatening? I didn't thing? know what was happening until like a, like a year or two later. I read an article about how there was like a lot of bad stuff happening in that game. Okay, I mean, I was playing uh, Duke Nukem 3D when I was like eleven, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I also played Pit Fighter as a kid, which Ooh, I knew awesome. like. That game wasn't really bad, but I knew there was something weird and like it took place in like a like an underground like Taiwanese subterfuge where a bunch of dudes <laughs> were just like getting drunk and smoking and hitting hitting women and stuff. The most terrifying was, thing about that game was the control. Yeah, it was really bad. Also, was, we're we're 472 episodes in the show, and I think that's the first time anyone said subterfuge. That's my new that's thing. I'm going to doing that a lot in 2017. Just saying words and hoping that they fit. Yep. All yep. right. Juxtapose. That's definitely not my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Onomatopoeia. Can we do right. rapid fire? Time for rapid fire. Rapid Ooh. fire is, of course, the segment of the show in which we get a bunch of questions from either our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond, or the comments on our lovely IGN YouTube channel or IGN Beyond YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash yeah. IGN Beyond. Uh, Luke Christian, Jack Russell Morgan, pick one. Whoa. Says, what a name. Jared, what's the thing you're most grateful for from your time at IGN? Oh, it's for me. This narcissism edition. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. I, I kind of told the group that uh, this was your last episode, so we tailored a lot Aww. of the questions around you, yeah, including totally. one about snacking. Oh, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> fat <laughs> joke. Looking ahead. Fat <laughs> joke. <laughs> Doing a fat joke because I'm fat. <laughs> I can do that. What was the question again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing you're most grateful for from oh. your time at IGN? You he know, has a I, weird comma in the middle of that. All right, without uh, without taking it down too long a road. I mean that that one's so easy for me. Um, as, as you know, the people in the Beyond community largely know, uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life happened uh, outside of IGN while I was working here in in the uh, accident where my wife and I were hit by an impaired driver and everything fell apart and. Uh, at every layer at every level, from the people in this room to people that have moved on to do other things, uh, and, and Greg and Colin and, and Tim and Nick and Kevin, to people in Unlocked, to my bosses here, to my friends here, to people I barely knew here, to the people writing some of these letters and the people in that Facebook group and folks that have moved on, good friends like Chris and Ryan, um, everybody picked me up and carried me for months and months and months through um, through that. And uh, I I have rewarded that good faith by leaving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sharon. Um, but um, that that picking up was very down. difficult, by yeah. the way. <laughs> that was, um, it took that many people to do it. <laughs> that was hands down transformative. I think the capstone on that was actually Beyond 400, yeah. um, where uh, you guys were kind enough to have me come down for a minute and say hi to that room full of Beyond fans and sit down with you. And it felt cathartic. Um, my wife is getting better. My life was getting better. I was starting to be a little more together mentally again. I realized that financial ruin was not immediately going to fall upon me. And I walked onto that stage and felt so welcomed and loved by so many people that I didn't really understand why they chose to be so kind. They just did. And I was surrounded by friends on stage with you guys. And I walked away from that evening a different person. I think that was the beginning of getting better. I don't know if I've ever told you that. You're um, a really easy dude to love because you're incredibly nice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like, I, you, I understand why you're sort of 
still confused and sort of like a little surprised by the kindness that you've received, but it's because you've given that out tenfold mm-hmm. in every in every appearance you've made, every conversation you've had, every video I've ever been in with you, that you weird ass dude. <laughs> you have been just so wonderful and sweet and kind and loving, and I'm going to miss the shit out of you. Thank you. For you can much. put a cat sound over that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, like uh, I think you're it's not fair to a lot of other people I work with. I've met a lot of wonderful people working at IGN, but you're a very, very special guy. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool getting to know you. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to be a different place without you around here. You big blubbery baby. I just, <laughs> I'm not crying. I did see there's no tears. You, you just, you gotta make me one promise. I don't know what you've been doing today, like snowflake crafts or something, but there is actually a tiny piece of glitter on your eye. Like <laughs> yeah, it's on your head too. I don't want to say anything. You put on that, that frozen eyeliner I, I got you for Secret glitter, Santa. I think there's glitter on my pillow at home because like for the last three or four days I've had glitter on my head and I've been showering regularly, so I'm not sure where it's coming from. All right, well but that's weird. Keep spotting glitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there may be pillow clutter. Well, enough of that glow. Sappy garbage. Right. Kevin Adderidge says, "What is one thing at IGN that Jared will not miss at all?" Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what my goodness! The gasoline uh, smell. Uh, the gasoline smell. Um, Glitter mail that gets dumped on I, your head every day. I really, really like working here. I think I, I think I will not miss my own desk, which I've transformed into a wasteland. Yeah, dude, you, of, yeah, it's a squatter's uh, desk. Yeah, what is really that is. over there? Yeah. You pulled out. You pulled out an Amazon box that was full of receipts from some guy who nobody could identify. Yeah, yeah from the yeah. old. Brisbane office? Yeah, from, from several years ago. Yeah. I, I don't really know what happened over there, but it's kind of become my terrifying hoarding corner. Yeah. I have, have been excavating, and it really is like archaeological strata. I mean, I keep finding like, oh, I've dug down to... to Eric Estrada's yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I've, done, I've dug through senior editor down to associate editor, and now I'm finding like my first week oh, here. Oh, like, first yeah, I get, yeah, like I'm finding stuff under everything that I yeah. got like my first week here. Cracker Barrel receipt. You came up. Uh, the Cracker Barrel receipt from working on the guy at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, that was what I was you still for one up, I think, wasn't it? Yesterday, and you gave me uh, LucasArts company store catalog from 1999 yeah. and then today you came up and gave me a pair of blue blockers so I would guess you're around 1993 <laughs> at this point. You gave me a Jar Jar Binks video game CD-ROM yesterday that was fun. It's so like the, yeah, Save some of this for White Elephant dude. Uh, <laughs> oh I, I got my White Elephant gift. It's a good one too. Is it oh, booze? Uh, <laughs> Is it partially? a mirror? <laughs> partially. Partially yes. Oh, it's God. booze plus one. What? It's, oh, it's I just a combo got, I just got regular booze. It's a combo gift. See. I didn't realize it's right. plus one. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Downs says, what are your personal top three favorite pieces of work you've ever been a part Ooh, of during your time at IGN? That's a great uh, question. The first one's easy. Uh, my boss, Sam Claiborne, can be a lot of fun, and he allowed me to take our we, – we did a thing years ago. We all talked about our personal favorite games. Not all um, of us. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, we I got, got canceled before They before killed that series did. before I could do mine. Yeah. Well, I anyway, mine. I'll do it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number 100, The Lion King for Genesis. <laughs> That's not one of your 100 no, favorite not. games. Yeah, that game sucks. sucks. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah, you jump around in those ele- – or giraffe heads. It's not fun. Uh, No, uh, so I did my top 67 because that was how many I came up with for for that list. You couldn't have thought of two more, dude? I I could have. (laughs) Come on, Jared. So I I wrote it up to say I used used Twine, which is a very simple game slash interactive fiction creation tool, and I wrote it as a video game. And so I drew little graphics for it, and you can go into this day and play through my, like, a a journey through my 67 favorite video games. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a or there's trophies, um, and you can earn trophies. There's hidden secrets in the game. You can die in the game, uh, and you can try to find all my favorite games. So you made there. a video game about your favorite video games? Yeah. Man, yeah. that's... I'm generally, like, pretty good at, like, 
kind of getting an understanding of people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I thought I kind of had you figured out. And then you dropped that, and I was like, I don't understand this dude at all. <laughs> also, this guy's out of his mind. Also, Brian, I think I uh, figured out why this project got canceled before you and I could do it. Why? Uh, because instead of just writing a, a list of the top ten like a normal dude, he went and made. It. <laughs> yeah, you broke you broke the game for everybody, man. So yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but there was that one. Yeah. Um, another couple I really enjoyed. I did this this very light little piece about. Um, this very light little piece about how technologies were emerge, uh, popular technologies were uh, coming out of science fiction and becoming part of everyday life. It is in many ways very fluffy, yeah. uh, but I love that idea. I love the fact that IGN gives us uh, a forum on occasion to talk about sophisticated ideas in very uh, easily expressed, easily understood, digestible ways for people who may not have considered that before. I really enjoy, like a lot of people hate hated teaching like 101 classes in college. I used to teach like 101 stuff and I loved it. I love teaching intro. I love being the first taste of something to get somebody interested in going into a deep dive. And I think I'm pretty good at that and I got a lot of chances to do that here. That's just one of those that came to mind. Um, and then uh, I think a final one is I, I had I eventually found out that apparently completely inadvertently inadvertently that you can't say the word inadvertently. Uh, <laughs> my worshipful love of Suikoden Two uh, did in fact I, I discovered later on. I think I can share this now. I hope so. Uh, did in fact apparently have something to do with it being re released. Huh. Um, I, I learned that eventually. I did was not trying to influence that. Uh, I was just talking about how great the game was and how great it would be out. You're an but apparently, I, apparently I became ammunition at some point for somebody's argument that that game should come out. Did you out. write a feature about it? Or uh, I wrote features about it. I talked about, about it beyond show, I, oh, yeah, every yeah. show I was on. And, uh, and sooner or later it, uh, it happened. And I did not campaign for that, but I was very happy to learn I might have had some tiny part. Can you tell EA to make uh, Mother 3? Uh, I, uh, He's got to get John Madden at that I can either first. confirm nor deny uh, anything regarding okay. that question. Uh, Jared, I wanted to piggyback on something real quick that you were talking about. Piggy tail? Uh, <laughs> piggy tail. Uh, you did something really cool here that uh, I don't think a lot of people do day to day in their own jobs, let alone even here at IGN. You got hired as a wiki guides guy, but you said... I want to try my hand at making every single type of content that IGN makes. And you took a preview for, I feel like it was like Donkey Kong Country yep. Returns. Was that your first preview? Uh, that was my first pre written preview yeah. piece. Yeah. And then you did a review for a game. Mm -hmm. And then you started writing features. You did podcasts. You hosted videos. You basically said, I want to try my hand at every single thing that's mm -hmm. possible to be created at IGN. And you did them all. And I think that's like excellent advice, not only for people working in whatever job you're doing now. I don't mean just like start doing stuff that somebody else's job is at work but like have an understanding of how things go together and if you're a freelancer more than ever look at what jared has done mm -hmm. and look at what people like jared can do and say to yourself like yeah i i you know i'm a freelancer i just write features don't do that like don't shoehorn yourself into just those things don't piggy tail yourself into just those things uh write pre write previews write news stories write reviews like yeah. write outside yeah, of your comfort I, I'd zone forgotten that i ever told you that but mm -hmm. that, that was one of my goals coming in was to try to do everything at least once well i remember and how I excited think I, you were uh, yeah and I think I pretty much did. Yeah. I, I've done almost everything we do here now at least one time and, and often many more. And, Including and, quitting. Uh, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thanks. And he's right. It's it's so much fun. Plus learning what other people around you are doing, learning a little bit about their job. Mm -hmm. Man, it makes working with them like so much more of an engaging and rewarding experience. No, at the end of the day, like even if you're not – maybe if, you, if you're like a janitor at a hospital, like going around and trying to do everybody else's job there could – 
probably murder somebody. So don't yep. do that. But like, you know, ask questions, like learn yeah. stuff. Like yeah. A, yeah. working a place can be a, a, a learning experience. And if, if your job sucks, at least you're passing the time by, you know, finding out new things. Uh, Timothy Ralph Weisenhunt said, what are your favorite games not released in the U.S.? Oh, mm-hmm. man, there's some, several good ones there. Um, We're going to be here for like... Yeah, we can be here for a while. This could be a long list. Uh, don't worry, I didn't write about that. Um, I mentioned... Uh, uh, no, that was on another show. Uh, Crisis Force, which is a shooter for the uh, Famicom. I really enjoy it. Also, Rekka Summer Carnival, which was released in the NES... Or released in the U.S. a few years ago on Virtual Console. Is a that's, lot of a fun. Sh- that's a shmup. Yeah, they're both shmups. Uh, yeah, Call, Crisis Force. I, that was the weirdest shmup. No, because I when that game came the virtual console, I played it, and I'm like, this is not a summer carnival at all. It this was is a okay. well, so they would have these these uh, these events called summer carnivals in Japan that were like competitions for shooters. Between, and, the competitions between and an alien the, and the ship. Well, and that was that was the cartridge that was made for the no people would compete to be the best of the shooter. Oh. That cartridge was made for that event. That's what why the, they called it. What that. are we going to do when you leave? Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, a crisis. No was, one else has this information. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a Konami shooter that's like, kind of like a sequel. The Life Force, yeah, uh, which is really I love good because Life Force is one of my um, all-time favorite jams. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I love uh, I love Kid Dracula. <laughs> I, I really these are all Famicom games. I oh gimmick. I love gimmick. Thank you, Frank Cifaldi, for introducing me to gimmick, uh, which is a fantastic Famicom game. Uh, a lot of PC Engine games that never came to America or that only came recently through things like Virtual Console. Um, I really do love Rondo of Blood, even though it's kind of a Rondo uh, Blood sucks. Really, you don't like Rondo? I, don't like it. I, don't I like oh, Rondo. I love Rondo. What's your um, problem with Rondo of Blood? No, Rondo. He's, he's, he's you slept my ex. I like it's like one of the it's like a it's like a sequel to legit old school Castlevania. Yeah, but it's not good. It's yes, wonderful. It is. No, it's not. Oh, it is. Go, you go gotta go get better at it. Yeah, right. real just good. Get, just get Maria and then get good. You'll be all right. Um, I like uh, didn't even have a Bubble Bobble Two Toad. until I figured out it didn't have two player. Then I was really sad. Uh, I was gonna say uh, Windjammers, which hasn't been around since Neo Geo, but now it's coming back around. So actually, say that was Mother really Three. You yeah, haven't said Mother Three yet. Uh, I do love Mother Three Thanks. deeply. Okay, you get two um, more. Mother Three very deeply. That's a marvelous game. Here's one I regret. Uh, Bubble Symphony has a lot of problems, but I really like it. Uh, let's start with the name. Um, what's that? Start with the name. Bubble Symphony is a sequel to Bubble Bobble for the Sega Saturn. What? Um, I didn't know about yes, this. It is, and it is a it's one of my all-time favorite gems. Okay, so yeah, Bubble Symphony is <laughs> really gems? fun, really groovy music, beautiful graphics. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, is it still it, about two dinosaur boys yeah, who get yeah, their still wives about two, Still about two dinosaurs <laughs> and um, have to fight sharks by yeah, eating well, pretzels. I talked about Bubble Bobble two earlier, but the problem is it's only one player. Like it has two player, but it's alternating. So if you were still around, we would we, we should launch Bubble Bobcast, yeah. which also, is our weekly Bubble Bobble podcast. Giant yeah. Bob. Also, Bubble Bobble Two, I kid you not, features the Xenomorph from Aliens riding a motorcycle in a boss fight. Shut oh, it that down. Is, that's that in, is a, in a Bubble Bobble. Yeah, that's right. a crazy. Mo- but yeah, Bubble Symphony, wonderful. And then finally, I I mean, this is one of the easiest Last ones. One. Saturn Shooter. Uh, oh, you can go course, for all the yeah. obscure stuff. But yeah, uh, Radiant Sulfur Gun, uh, mm-hmm. which finally came to XBLA. So I guess technically yeah. the US now. So then I'm going to say Sekio Guruntai or Dodon Pachi, which are also Saturn Shooters. I thought you said Saturn uh, Shooter was the name of the game. Uh, Thunder Force 5. Stop I think it. I came to America, no, no, no. Actually. That's no, enough. You uh, went to 11 there. Stop. I did. Uh, uh, stop. Popful Mail. Just, just stop. Hotful Mail? Popful Mail. Okay. Uh, Philip Brow, Meister Morgan. Who are these long-winded Morgan Brown boys? Brow Meister, he's a beer man. All right. Uh, with The Last of Us Part 2 being revealed, there are many story theories floating about, but not just been talking nah, about uh, words. Not much talk about gameplay. What new gameplay features would you like to see? Personally, I would like an element I noticed in Left Behind where you could hide and actually play off the infected against human human bad guys and make them kill each other while sitting back. Yeah, I love that. All the best, Jared. You will be missed. Okay, I, when I read Left Behind, I just saw the Nicolas Cage movie in my head yeah, first. It's definitely about that. 
definitely not about the last of us dlc that would be very strange um i hope uh ellie's learned to swim in the five years in between these games because if i need to uh pull another uh pallet across a body of water if you learn how to play guitar and you get a tattoo in like a a world that's basically made of tetanus (laughs) and you don't know how to swim like what's wrong with you my fear is that so many people have made that that can't swim joke that a third of that game is going to be underwater now i was going to like dive in for the bubbles and it's going to be like like, this is what you wanted isn't it and i'm like no i don't want most of this game underwater uh i want a lot more customization with weapon stuff i really love uh where they were getting with a lot of that stuff like crafting Um, and stuff like crafting is super cool to me i think that's awesome like the sort of like like foraging and gathering parts of like uh that game where you're in houses like i want that times five like bring it to a minecraft element like almost to the point where like you need to look up a wiki to figure out how to make like a certain type of thing i don't mean like ridiculous like the way dead rising does it but i think there's a way to sort of like walk that balance between Mm -hmm. minecraft and what the last of us does right now i'd like to see no more bottles no more bricks uh completely completely redone stealth elements that take a different approach maybe something closer to hitman's uh hiding in plain sight uh, mm. uh kind of stealth gameplay i'd love to see him just completely surprise us and it play nothing like the first one yeah pretty cool i think uh, uh did you see like the way the first one played where like ellie would just get up and run in front of a bunch of people and they'd be like they didn't see her yeah. i want them to fix that like yeah. it's not like it's good that this shit doesn't get caught gameplay wise i don't think keep restarting the mission but like it totally broke immersion for me mm-hmm. yeah i get that uh i don't want an open world game but i would like it if it was a little bit more a little bit wider mm. um there yeah. were some kind of areas that were wide but there was also a lot of like corridor stuff and yeah. just sort of yeah. you're like oh i'm in the wood oh, i'm not in the woods never mind this yeah is and as much as i love path. joel and ellie i think a lot of the things i remember about uh, the first last of us were sort of the small glimpses we got into other people's lives yeah. and how they were dealing with the fallout of this and i think it'd be cool to sort of broaden that even a little bit i love that yeah. idea yeah. i also uh, want to be able to play as the giraffe Yes, yeah. that would be Spoilers. cool. Uh, also, kart racing. Uh, Nino Masuki says, are any of you guys big snackers while gaming? And if so, what? I like chips, so obviously my controllers are disgusting. This is oh. a great, this is a great mm-hmm. internet statement. This is Max and I were laughing at this question before, and I was like, i got to put this in the show. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Uh, I don't eat while playing video games. Ooh, at all? Separation uh, of church and state. The only time I do it is at work, uh, when I'm at my desk and I'm working through lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, in which case, uh, even then, usually, I put down the controller, wolf the food down in like five minutes, and right. go back to playing. I don't like getting gross stuff on my controller and I eat like a churl like I'm just a freaking barbarian Who's and that? so who, who was that man uh, yeah <laughs> and, and so a churl I'm to say and, squirrel and, uh, yeah no no a churl's like a, a like Cheryl? A, no are you mispronouncing the word churl no, churl like a churl. Little, like a churl, churl? Is, yes. like, is that like a Chinese churl no it's none of those things how about we stop guessing he's us what a churl no it's like an unsophisticated person oh like yeah and uh, like a mess like yeah i'm a total mess like yeah i I eat my lunch and i'm like wearing it so i put the controller down i get it all over me gross then i like bathe my body in paper towels and then i play the game some more wow you Uh, love showers i'm really glad glad over the last three years i haven't witnessed any i know yeah i eat a lot while i'm just playing video games i'm like i'm I'm not super messy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I'm sure my controllers are disgusting just on the basis that they're a thing that'll hold for hours on end, you know? Mm-hmm. There's probably all kinds of I clean of, like, mine weird. a lot. I use a lot of, like, those, uh, those, what do they call them? There's, like, that plastic tube with, like, disinfectant rags, yeah, and they always wipes. get stuck at the bottom. Oh, yeah, it's, like, I don't like that. Or if you weird. accidentally leave it open to dry out, and you yeah, just put a bunch gross. of dumb cloths. Yeah, 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 like, you know, <laughs> just take a paper clip or, like, a, a nail scissors or whatever and go around the edge and yep. get all that yep. disgusting Get that gunk out. I remember back when I first got my Wii, back in 2006, I would record episodes of Aqua teen on my TiVo because they're 11 yep. minutes long and I would save them specifically for like long Saturdays where I was playing through Twilight Princess and then I'd like stop because it was time to eat 
put on an episode of Aqua Teen, eat a sandwich, and that was about 11 mm-hmm. minutes, and then get right back to the game. And oh, that's what they're wow. there for. I love Cheddar Goldfish. I think about them almost every day. <laughs> oh, they are so There's good. There's probably, like, I would say probably four out of five days a week I get off the train and I walk by Walgreens. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and get some Cheddar Goldfish. And I keep walking. I go right by yeah. it. But I don't have that kind of self-control. Like, if you gave me Cheddar Goldfish right now, I'd eat the whole bag. Like I don't even it, need a video game there. What, what about those cartons they come in? Do you ever just take them? Those, like, like milk that? cartons? Yeah, the milk cartons. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Goldfish. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And it's like missing fish on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen this fish? Yes, I have, sir. He's in my mouth. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I eat a lot. Like, I just do a good drink. Yeah, yeah I I def- we definitely do a lot of drinking. Well. Yeah. We drink a yeah. lot. We drink a lot of vodka. I'll go, I'll go, video on, games I'll go on some kettle chips. I like a, a nice kettle chip. Ooh. If I'm if I'm like you know, I, I generally try to watch what I eat and not snack too much. But like if I'm gonna you know cut loose, I'll get some nice jalapeno kettle chips and get in there. I was get my hands all filthy. I was stress eating like crazy when I first started Bloodborne, and I read this thing online like a, about a couple weeks after I started this, where there were people who were doing like push ups every time they died in Bloodborne because Bloodborne has like six it had sixty second load times yeah. when it launched. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, so I would like die and then just get up and go in the other room, eat a whole half a bag of like cheddar. <laughs> Fish and go back, and sit down, play again. Some ugly ass horse mutant monster would chop off my leg and run back out, eat the rest of the cheddar goldfish. Also, you really got in for that sponsor, cheddar goldfish. I yeah. love cheddar goldfish. The fish you can taste. You what? <laughs> the cheese that goes. There's sploosh. a future in marketing for you, Brian. It's, uh, I don't. I don't drink alcohol when I'm when I'm playing video games very much because it impedes my proficiency. Like I, I get. Shut up, oh you no, nerd. there's a there's a pyramid there. Oh yeah, that's what you have to understand. There's a pyramid when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. And when you're going up to the top of it, it it's getting better and better. Yeah. And you get to that that peak, that, that pyramid, the yeah. zenith, mm-hmm. and you are great. I'm at good at everything. Yeah. But then you start oh, yeah. sliding down the side of the pyramid, and that horse cuts off all your body parts. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can play. A game that's not hard, you know, like you play a game where you're just having a good time. Just oh, yeah, you can like set that, that bear on fire and Far Cry, watch it run around, and do some stuff. Well, I yeah, mean, that's always a fun thing. But that's a that's a good IGN video. I mean, when you do that, you want to hit that capture button, take it back to work, be like, hey, I made this cool thing happen, make a video out of no, it. No, shut up. Yeah. You don't work here. We don't have to do that. Turn it off. Uh, Saul in Alaska says, "Can I get a huge beyond from Jared one last time as an IGN employee?" Beyond. There you go. That's good. That's- Jared, we're gonna we're gonna miss the fuck out of you, oh, man. I'm gonna miss you guys so much. <laughs> you you were every person sitting at this table is. Just, I'm sorry. Um, very much responsible for. I'm saying bad word, not good. Um, anything's better than churl. <laughs> you don't, don't ever say that word. Can we bleep that word, churl, whatever that was. Everybody at this table has gone out of their way to make my career here better. Um, you all opened different and very very helpful doors for me, and you all taught me things. Um, very specific lessons that I will treasure for the rest of my life and never forget being given. Um, every person here in this room has made my life more meaningful and happier and richer. Um, and you did that at cost. You did that in effort. You didn't do it because it was easy. You did it because you were kind and good at what you do. Uh, I will not ever cease to be humbled and grateful for that reality. And uh, as for our audience, these some of them I met, a lot of them I never will. But it's extraordinary that so many people find time out of their day to engage, to, to ask questions, to tell me what they think about something, to share their passions and their loves and enthusiasm. Well, most human beings never get this, never get this opportunity. I will not forget how lucky I am, and I thank you for it, and I promise to take it with me for the rest of my life and do as much good with the gifts you've given me as I can. We want all of them back. (laughs) 
Finding more weird sunglasses or old strategy guides in your in your trash pile pile of a desk. Like, please, you know, Jared, gotta, Jared, Jared, we love you so much. Yeah, too. I got to give your Boba Fett comic back. Ooh, uh, yeah, did you read it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good one, huh? To get it out of that hole, for pretty yeah, cool. he goes on all kinds of adventures. Did try to hole. find that child who accidentally swallowed it and, and choked on his rocket and he went and beat him up. For, oh, just, um, Jared, you're a wonderfully kind man, yeah. and it's uh, it's been a pleasure working with you and. Uh, you're not dying. You're just going to another place. Uh, if you guys want to keep track of Jared, he's Petty Comma Jared. Petty Comma Jared yeah. on Twitter. So keep track of the dude. And, uh, you know, and, if, you, and if you haven't checked out Pockets Full Suit, check it out. Yeah. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. a one-on-one interview show, show that Jared does that all of us have been on it. Yep. Greg and Colin have been on it. Andrew yeah. and Alana have been on it. I think it. I'm coming back soon. Right? Uh, you are coming back soon. Yeah, we interview, pretty, we've interviewed a lot of people from the IGN family, from from you know folks over at Kind of Funny, Comedy Button, places like that. But we're, we're doing... We're branching it out quite a bit now uh, and talking with people from other vocations. I've got like GameSpot and Kotaku? Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but also uh, things like, you know, say painters and musicians yeah. and actors and, you know, and people. And, and hopefully uh, that'll continue to grow. And we do a thing called A Pretty Good Day, which we're just getting off the ground, which is about the best days of our lives Good. Uh, and those stories. Ooh. And it's fun. Yeah, we're, we're shooting for kind of grounded optimism like grounded positivity uh i don't want this to be saccharine and fake good it's, uh you can't do that life sucks a lot of the time yeah. and we're not going to deny that but we're also going to talk about the parts that don't along with the ones that do and yeah uh and if you i mean i'm completely supported by uh by the donations of uh, uh fans in the community so if you want to give money to that i'm at patreon it's patreon.com slash jared petty and uh, it really, really helps. It's uh, it's made it. It's the difference between me making it and not making it in my life uh, true. recently. And it's 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 people came through, man. Ooh. Jared, speaking of that community, I wanted to I wanted to ask you one last quick question. Um, obviously, you how many years were he, you here at IGN? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, and uh, freelance before that, of course. You were, obviously, it's it's like it, we we won't be able to just replace you easily, but. Uh, People do break into this industry and they do work at I, they do get jobs at IGN. It's a it's a, a dream job. It's changed my life. It's changed the lives mm-hmm. of everybody at this table, everybody in this building. Um, what's your advice for somebody who who wants to get into the games industry? Who wants to get into IGN? Okay, I got a few things to go there. Um, one, have a job in mind. Uh, and then prepare yourself for that job. Look at the last job posting for that position and. Get jobs doing wherever you live, doing all the things that are listed on that job listing. I, I stole this from Sam Claiborne, but that's how he got his job here. He looked at uh, job postings here, and then he just kept learning all the skills that were on that posting until he could check them all off. And when he could, he applied and he got the job uh, because he was qualified for everything they were asking for for that position. Um, so know what you want to do. Uh, don't tell us what you want to do. Actually do it and show us. Mm-hmm. Uh, get lots of practice. Build a portfolio of written work, of visual work, of, of film. Uh, learn to edit video. Uh, learn some camera if you can. Uh, practice in front of a video. And don't do exactly the same thing everyone else does. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, hey, guys. You know, I've done it too. I'm guilty of it. Uh, but just keep it concise and palatable and good. Make something. Put it out there. Take a look at it. Show it to people you trust. Listen to those smart people. Hear their criticism and improve. Go back and do it again and make it better. And just keep making it better. And make the kinds of things that we make and do them in a smart, good, clean way. Put them together. And when you've got that portfolio constructed of things you're really proud of, get them in front of somebody here 
at the time you know they're looking for someone, and there's a very good chance you're going to get noticed. Um, make your cover letters concise and congenial and professional. Yep. Um, that don't, no- then don't print it on a, on a cake because people will just eat the cake and then they won't know how to email you. That's yeah, literally yeah, happens. That's happens. A, actually, there's a real thing. It's a good yeah. cake. And do, <laughs> do connect here, but, you know, don't... Um, it's okay to meet people here at the events and be like, hey, you know, and ask for advice. That's all right. Nobody's hurt by that. We we don't we don't get tired of hearing people say, how do I break into this? We were there ourselves at, yeah. at one point. Also understand something very important, and I hate saying this part. There are more people who are capable of doing the jobs that we do than there are jobs that we do. You can do everything right and not get a job doing this. You really can. Um, you can be good enough and not make it. You need to know that. You need to know the risk you're taking. You need to understand that this dream is something that you may not achieve despite doing everything right. Mm-hmm. And you need to realize that before it's you start. kind trying. of the inverse of it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. It's kind of like it's a really fun job, so everybody wants to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. On That's that note, good. Jared, <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. and. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Yeah. And, and thank you, uh, Brian. Thank you, Marty. And um, again, I, I want to thank, um, you know, Alana and Andrew also. You don't have to do that. They're not here. And, uh, and I, I'd be remiss not to mention uh, uh, Greg and Colin, who first brought me onto the mm-hmm. show. It's one of the very first things I did outside of Wikis at IGN. And it, it was pathfinding for me. Uh, and I'll never cease to be grateful. Like I said, Jared's on Twitter. He's Petty, Jared. I'm Max Scoville. Brian is Agent Bizzle, and Marty is McBiggities with two Gs and two Gs. I'm actually uh, changing it to uh, uh, Charles. <laughs> also, that's the last piece of advice. Don't use that word. Don't use Charles. Charles, yeah. Charles yeah. is the name of a, of a character in, one of, in the novel. Just, I'm going to finish. Okay, you can stop that's all enough. this. That's the recording we're gonna, stuff. We're going to just, just end the show, and that's it. That's the end of the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. I think we're going to get drunk or something and talk about Christmas and how it's fun or whatever. But uh, you know, from us beyond to you, we love you and uh you know have a good one beyond beyond, beyond.